0: You're listening to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. I'll be your tale-teller, JC. This tale is called Two Arrows. And dear listener, if you'd like me to tell your tale, you can send it to tales at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Lenota strolled down the sidewalk. Today was a great day. She started the day by waking up early enough to see her dad before he headed off to work. They had a brief conversation before he said goodbye and left. She usually only gets to see him on the weekends as his work requires him to leave before the sun rises and return after the sun sets. Lenota did her daily chores before her mom and siblings woke up. She kept it quiet. She didn't need any of them mad at her. By the time she finished dusting the windows, the sun had already begun emerging beyond the horizon. She brushed her teeth, took a bath, and got into some clothes she didn't mind getting dirty. Afterwards, Lenota went to their garden. The potatoes, carrots, and cabbage were ready for harvest. Her father had brought home some magic fertilizer that would hasten the growth of the vegetables planted in it. He is always finding new and weird items from his job. He would bring them home after work to show the family. Most of the time, it was hogwash. They humored him when they planted the crops a week prior. The following morning, the crops were seedlings. Six days later, they were ready for elf consumption. She was excited to try this magic-grown food. She dug up the potatoes and broke them off the stem. She set them in a basket and did the same for the carrots. She picked the beans and set them aside. Lenota went to the well to clean off the veggies. She looked up at the sun when she was done. She guessed it was around mid-morning. Lenota hurried back home. Before she entered, she could hear the bustling. She heard yelling from her younger brother and sister about brushing their teeth. She opened the door. Her mom, Fae was a bit shocked to see her. I thought you were still sleeping, darling. Calliope said she still saw you in bed. Her mom raised an eyebrow at Calliope. Lenota's elder sister sat on the table with a book in her hands. Well, I thought I saw her in bed. Lenota brought the basket of veggies to the kitchen table. They're ready, mom. Her mother took the veggies out of the basket and expected each of them. She grabbed a knife and cut into the carrot. It cut through it like a normal carrot. She took a piece and ate it. That is the sweetest carrot I've ever had, said Phelan. She went into chef mode. She cleared her daughters out of her kitchen and began gathering ingredients. Lenota asked if she could help, but her mother told her to go into town to buy some eggs for lunch. Phelan gave a basket of beans to Calliope and told her to remove the beans from the pods. Calliope grumbled until Phelan gave her the evil eye. Calliope grabbed the basket and did what was asked of her. Lenota grabbed her basket and made her way into the town with a smile on her face. The sun was high in the sky, the birds were chirping. It had been raining the past few days, leaving the plants greener than normal. She continued her stroll down the sidewalk to Sana. She was the town's egg farmer with the best eggs. She had eggs of all varieties. Feilin didn't tell Lenota what type of eggs to buy, so she got some duck eggs, an alligator and a sugo dragon egg. The eggs were more affordable than she thought. She had some leftover silver and copper pieces. She walked around downtown looking at what to spend the coin on. She bought some breakfast bread, but that was only a couple copper pieces. She ate the bread while walking past the other shops browsing. Lenota stopped in front of an arrow shop. There were a few arrows that looked different from the rest. One with a green metal shaft, with fletchling, seemed to be made of some type of monster hair. The arrowhead was a deeper shade of green, It split off into two points at the end. The other one that caught her attention was more unique. It had holes throughout its shaft, but the holes were in a pattern. It was beautiful. There was no fletchling, and the arrowhead was made of a sharpened silver pine cone. She bought those two. Each one reminded her of the two favorite men in her life. She planned to gift it to them to show her appreciation for them. On her way home, she heard a voice in her mind. Hey, Lynn, come over. I have some good news. It was her fiancé, Hark. I can't right now. We can meet up tonight, though. Oh, okay. See you at our spot. Lenota took her time finding her way home. She took the scenic route and waved to all the townspeople and animals she knew. She arrived a couple hours past noon. The noise coming from her home was louder than when she left. When she entered, she saw her younger siblings running around the house screaming, while Kali and Fei Lin argued in the kitchen. By the grace of the gods, I believed you'd been abducted. What took you so long? Said her mom. Lenota brought the eggs to Phelan. The beans had been removed from the pods and were sitting in a pot steaming. The veggies had already been cooked. All that was missing was the eggs. The dish couldn't be completed without it. Phelan cracked the eggs over the veggies. She sent her children to go clean up before they all sat down for lunch. The family only had two bathrooms, so the four children had to take turns. Less than an hour later, They were all sitting around the table. They said their prayers to the spirits. Before they began, the front door creaked open. Everyone at the table jumped and turned to see who was the unexpected intruder. Ruvian, Lenota's father, walked in with all his work supplies. A bag of chains, some picks, and braces. It's night shift day, he explained. The children ran up and hugged him. During Lenota's hug, she pulled the arrow she had bought. It was the one with holes embedded in the shaft and the silver pine cone as the arrowhead. She carefully snapped the shaft into several different pieces and turned it all into a necklace with the arrowhead as the pendant. When she offered it to him, she thought she saw him hesitate, but he quickly took it and put it around his neck. He gave her a giant bear hug. The rest of that day was great. The family talked and laughed and played games after lunch. Fei Lin and Ruvian took their kids on a stroll around town. Dinner was just as pleasant. They went to a restaurant, where Lenota and her siblings got to order whatever they wanted. That was a rare treat. The group went home happy and stuffed. They didn't stay up too late after they arrived, as most of them were tired. Ruvian still had to go to work, and Lenota had her secret meeting with her fiancé. She was still exhausted, though. She crafted a makeshift alarm system with the plant she grew in her room, moonlight shade, a flower that moved with the direction of the moon, from sunset to sunrise. She tied a thin string around the stem. The string was connected to some wind chimes. She touched the flower and asked it nicely if it could move extra fast tonight. Lenota lay on her bed and closed her eyes. She woke up to the sound of wind chimes vibrating over her head. She thanked the flower and got ready for her night out. When she opened the door, it was quiet. She tiptoed down the stairs and ran directly into... Her father. Dad! I thought you had left. Her dad too was flustered. He had his bag of chains and gear around his back. I'm running a little bit late. What are you doing up? I woke up thirsty and wanted some water. She walked around him and filled a cup with water. She turned around and acted like she was heading to her room. She hid at the top of the stairs in the shadow, listening. She heard her father move around. He was in a hurry. Fifteen minutes later, she heard the door slam shut. She waited for another ten minutes to make sure he wasn't coming back. She drank her water and made her way down the stairs. The house always seemed scary to her when it was this quiet, especially at that time of night. She made her exit and headed deep into the woods behind her house to meet Hark. Their spot was a small waterfall, where the two accidentally spent the entire night looking up at the stars before falling asleep. It took years for her parents to trust her again. They still bring it up every now and then, not knowing... It was not the first nor last time she pulled such a stunt. She made her way to the spot. Hark was laying on top of a rock staring at the sky. Lenota lay next to him. Didn't your dad tell the townspeople to stay indoors unless they had an emergency? She asked. Yep. Won't stay for too long, though. He told me he had a lead, and the night stock will be caught and judged by the end of the week. That's amazing. Yep. By this time next month... We could be starting our lives together in a nice little cottage right over the waterfall the two lay there for the next couple of hours enjoying each other's company and planning their future hark suddenly rose shit, my mom knows i'm not home i got a dip he leaned over and kissed her before he could break away she placed the necklace she had created around his neck seconds later he faded into the darkness lenota picked herself up and made her way home she took her time Imagining herself in Hark in their little home. Hopefully having a few children of her own. Visiting her parents on the weekends, and having her siblings babysit her children, and vice versa. Her showing her kids how to understand the nature around them. How to hear the thoughts of plants. How to feel their emotions, or how to help them. It ended abruptly when she found the front door open. She swore she closed it behind her, but she could have been mistaken. She walked into her home. The entrance was destroyed. It looked like a tornado had passed through. Broken glass, things that were not supposed to be there, and mud everywhere. She cautiously made her way upstairs. Being as quiet as she could be, she heard a low growl coming from Calliope’s room. Lenota then noticed the streaks of deep red liquid across the halls. There were claw marks everywhere. The upstairs was as messy as the living area. Following the claws to Calliope's room, there was something that laid in the doorway. She bent over and picked it up. She covered her mouth. Forcing herself not to throw up. It was an arm, not attached to a body. The sleeve that was on it was the exact one her younger sister had been wearing before she went to bed. She dropped it in shock. She looked into the room. What she saw, she will never forget. Bodies ripped apart. Blood splattered on every surface. In the corner, with its back turned, was a giant brown-furred beast. It was eating something. Someone. It was Phelan. Her head was in Lenota's direction. She saw the horrified expression on her face before she was killed. Lenota couldn't hold it in anymore. Everything she had eaten that day came out with the force of a river. The creature turned around. It faced her. It was a bear. A bear with broken chains around its neck, legs, and arm. A bear that stood tall and walked on its hind legs. Like an elf. It growled and took a step towards her. In her panicked state, she waved her hands. All the small plants in the room reacted to her and wrapped themselves around the creature. It did not stop it in the slightest. Lenota tried to back out of the room. She took a step back and slipped. Her head slammed down on the wood floor and the world turned hazy. She was picked up by the creature and thrown against the wall. All the air was knocked out of her. She coughed, trying to recover, trying to run away. When she looked up, the bear was right in front of her, its mouth covered by the blood of her family. Not knowing what else to do, Lenota begged for her life. The bear had Lenota against the wall. She could hear a rib or two break from the pressure. It became harder to breathe. Its breath smelled of rotten flesh and maggots. It leaned closer and took a bite out of her neck. She screamed. She punched, hit, and grabbed. The creature did not react. It took another bite. She could feel her strength leave as she bled out. She reached for its face aiming to hit the eyes or something that could make the pain go away. She felt her hands wrap around something around its neck. She yanked it. With The remainder of her strength, she thrust it into the bear. It screamed in pain and dropped her. Her vision clouded over. The last thing she remembered was the bear rushing out of the room holding its neck. Seconds later, it all went black. She opened her eyes to the carnage of the previous night. The world seemingly mocking her, as it was a beautiful sunny day with the birds chirping loudly. Lenota remembered her injuries and was surprised to find she was in perfect shape. She could breathe normally, and the chunks of flesh that the bear had eaten were restored. She was surprised to see she was still alive, and opened her hands to find out what she had to think for her life. She gasped and began to cry. In her hands was a necklace with a silver pine cone as the pendant. She stood there for half a day, weeping and thinking what it could mean. Her father not coming home after his night shift did not help her thought process. The latter half of that day, she buried her family, or what was left of them. With her eyes red from weeping and a heart heavy with sorrow, she packed up what she could. She had to find her dad. She had questions for him, or a knife to help him atone. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to submit your story, you can send it to tales at gmail.com. And if you could, please share this with all your friends and family across the Multiplanes. Again, thanks for listening, and you'll hear me again in a fortnight.